Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Know Who Drives Return. To listen to all of our podcasts, be sure to visit podcast.boardroomalpha.com and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any. For ongoing daily analysis, check out our channel at thestreet.com slash boardroomalpha. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. And now back to the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Know Who Drives Return. I'm David Drapkin, and today we'll be talking about an exciting SPAC deal in the online gaming and sports betting sector. We're excited to have on Neil Menashe, who's the CEO of Supergroup. You might know their Betway brand. And John Collins, who's the CEO of Sports Entertainment Acquisition Corp., the SPAC that's taking them public. Neil, welcome. Glad to have you on. Uh, David, thanks so much for having us. And John, it's great to be here. And John, well, welcome as well. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks, David. I just want to start off with a quick, you know, a little bit of a career background, uh, just to let, let the listeners know you guys a little bit more. So, John, let's start with you. Can you talk a little bit about your experience, long experience in sports? from the NFL to the NHL and ultimately at on location, how have those experiences sort of helped you in, in the SPAC world and at sports entertainment um, and, and, and shape your strategy to try to find a, you know, an attractive target here? Sure. So, you know, 25 years across two leagues, you know, the NFL and the NHL, mostly as an operator running, you know, marketing and sales and events and content areas. Um, it was a, uh, really a blast for me, but I, I really wanted to try something a little more entrepreneurial. And so that led me to On Location, which at the time was a spin out uh, of an idea, basically, that was inside the NFL to really bring VIP hospitality and, and coordinate that around the Super Bowl. When I got there, it was a seven and a half million dollar business. Um, we took it up to a $700 million business, doing about $60 million of, of EBITDA. We did six acquisitions over that time, integrated the companies. We expanded, you know, to represent, you know, from, from the NFL, more than 150 different rights holders around the world. And, uh, and then we sold the company. And we had three private equity groups at that point who were involved, um, which was, again, you know, having dealt with NFL and NHL owners for so many years, it, it felt, uh, you know, felt familiar. And we sold the company to Endeavor uh, back in January. Uh, for seven hundred million dollars, so I was uh, I was sure I didn't want to. I wanted to do something else. Didn't want to go with the company. I thought the company was in great hands with the guys at Endeavor and uh, really Eric Grubman, who uh, you know you and I have talked about. Who who we we share some background, but Eric, uh, you know, was was doing different things. He's a ex Goldman mm-hmm. banker. Started the sports practice at Goldman. You know, went to the NFL uh, as I was leaving the NFL. Actually, I was I'd moved from the league office to the Cleveland Browns. And Eric was really the guy who was, you know, sort of like a advisory services inside the inside the NFL, working predominantly with with, with the commissioner mm-hmm. and the senior staff and a lot of the owners to deal with a lot of the really tricky issues that the league develops. So Eric was ultimately uh, the guy who was put on. Uh, the OLE board by Roger Goodell, as we were beginning to think about it, a potential sale to represent the NFL's interests, and then ultimately was asked to be chairman by the by the NFL as well as the private equity guys. So we we got a chance to spend almost a year together as we were um, you know talking to prospective uh, buyers of the business, 
And then once the business was sold, Eric said, Hey, I, I think we should, uh, you know, we should try to do it again. And there's this vehicle called the SPAC and mm-hmm. we should go meet with Goldman and we should learn some more about it. So at that point, it sounded like a, uh, you know, like an interesting um, exercise. Uh, ultimately, we raised, uh, you know, $450 million. Um, I think we had a really good reception, mostly because I think we were a little different. You know, we're, we're kind of operators at heart. And we were focused in the sports and entertainment and media and technology area, um, hoping that there was a company like Supergroup out there somewhere in the world, mm-hmm. never realizing that there was. Mm-hmm. And, and when we met, you know, Neil and and uh, he began to lay out the company, which we felt was an incredible diamond in the rough, right? This huge global company who was already, you know, where a lot of the players in the U.S. hope they'll be in terms right. of global scale and profitability, but they were already there. And so a lot of it was really just, you know, getting out there and telling the story, which for me is kind of what I've done my whole life, right? I'm right. Marketing. Yeah. marketing at heart. Uh, and we'll, we'll, thanks, thanks for that. And we'll get to... Uh... We'll get to a bit about more specifically the deal later uh, and congrats on the sale of on location. Definitely aptly timed. Um, and, and so Neil, how about, how about yourself a little bit about, about your background? Uh, so so I, I was, I was born in South Africa, Johannesburg. And when I finished my, my university, I did my articles at then Arthur Anderson. So it was accountancy articles and I never really wanted to be an accountant. It's just that it gave you exposure to so many businesses and then when I left Arthur Anderson, I started getting involved in um, in like e-commerce businesses at the time, which was 1998. And then you had the bubble in 1999. And then in about 2000, we we um, started to started to um, look look into this online casino market, and that's when we started. And effectively, we we um, raised we raised some money and we put our own money in, and we effectively went on and created what today has ultimately become the supergroup. So I've been doing this for two decades, even longer, I've probably done every job in the business, but it's more about, you know, growing, growing the company, growing the people within it, you know, and, right. and being obsessed about the obsessed about our customers. And then, and, and then we, we had an advisor come in who said, you know, no one had ever looked at our business it was a private business. We had an advisor come in who then said to us, listen, I looked at your numbers, your amazing business. I've got the perfect people for you to meet. I said, well, that's not really why we got you in. We just wanted you to kind of like, you know, get help me help our managers understand right. the scale of our business. And he said, well, you've got to meet this Eric and John. And then that's how it started, which, you know, we 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 met them on a Zoom call, right? We've right, had yeah. so many calls. Sign of the, sign of the times, yeah. yeah. The sign <laughs> of the times, you know. And, you know, and that's how it is. But that's how the business yeah. evolved and that's how we met them. And then it's all about personal connections. You know, it's this, this business that that now the supergroup is not me. It's all the thousands and thousands of employees we have, you know. And it's right. all about going, taking it along its journey. Right. And so let, let's get to supergroup. Um, you know, obviously people might be familiar with, you know, the brand Betway. Can you talk, you know, the high-level overview what is Supergroup? You know, the, the, and, and the two different businesses that you guys run. Yeah, so Supergroup is really simple. It's online only. We do not have bricks and mortar, and it's broken into two. And it's a worldwide business. So what it means is the globe of the world is our marketplace, and we do that by Betway, our brand, which which everyone would see, which is our single brand sportsbook, and then we've got our our spin casino brand, which is lots of casino brands under which we put under our our spin. 
banner. And we've got over just under 4,000 employees across the world. And we've, and we've divided and conquered each market into different segments with country managers, et cetera. So we're a truly global business. And the reason we like to have one sports book is we believe customers really like one sports book where they, where they feel comfortable and, 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 and the software allows them to place their bets in yep. an efficient yep. manner. And then we've got a multi-brand casino offering because lots of customers feel different, feel different genres of, of casinos. So right. that's how we've kind of attacked, attacked the global, uh, our global approach. And, and which side of the business is, is, is larger and which is more profitable? No, to, today, if you take Betway and Spin, they're about 50-50. So, right. so they're about the same. And so you mentioned that, that you're global. I was actually relatively surprised to see that uh, you know, 48% of your you know, net gaming revenues is from the Americas. So what, what are your strongest geography yeah, so okay so 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 in 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 the investor deck yeah. that presentation excludes the us right there's oh, no us okay. numbers because we're about so that's it so yes that's so so um a large portion portion of of the americas is canada but then we've got all over the world so we've got africa we've got eastern europe western europe united kingdom south america etc all the regions you you would expect got it and, and, and then we bolster the us with our recent purchase of DGC, which mm-hmm. is subject to regulatory approval, that thing gives us more, more, more states up to, I think we got up to 12 states there. Right. And so, you know, some would say, you know, the U.S. growth story is, is hugely important for, for you guys, um, but you're licensed in four states right now. Can you speak a little bit about your plans for U.S. growth? You know, what okay. states are you currently in, you know, yeah. how that's going and, and what you envision for the future? Okay, so firstly is we look at the world very differently. We look at every country as a market. Mm-hmm. And so, so each U.S. state would be a market. So, you know, we, we um, look at the globe and um, for, for us, they say in 2025 that, that, that the total gaming revenue across the globe will be over $110 billion. So that's our target market. But then with the U.S., we actually live in five states today. It's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, and Iowa. And then we've got up to another seven coming or mm-hmm. seven states if they're regular and like one or two more coming, coming, coming shortly, Arizona being one of them through um, DGC. So we do this by taking Betway as a brand across the world. So, so our strategy is quite different is, you know, most of our competitors have one brand for the US and lots of other brands all over the world. We said, no, we've got one brand, one brand Betway, which effectively means we can market with our sports sports sponsorship partnerships with them, which um, John 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 has helped us with, is effectively go across the globe. So we do all sports. If it's the NBA, if it's the NHL, if it's cricket, if it's soccer, and that means that every country that our brand operates in, you would have already seen it in some sports events. So it's very different. So we can amortize that across, and then we go into each individual market with our teams, and we've got uh, um, our teams can then eat, sleep, and breathe that business in, in each of the markets. So yes. for us, the U.S. is an important part, but it's not the only part, mm-hmm. you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's everything's a part. And I think when you add them all up, all, all these markets, that's what, our, that's what our target market is. Right, so right. we're not the market leader in any of these markets. That's not what we are. We are about getting extra revenue with a global brand in each of these markets that we operate in. So focus on uh, as far reach as possible. Yes, um, as far and so are you running sort of you know a similar playbook anytime you enter a new market? You mentioned some of your partnerships. 
Um, so you're yeah. trying to like link up with as many teams or leagues as you can. How, how do you go about that? Yes. So, so, so we look at overall our customers and what they're betting on in sports, right? So, so for example, the NBA basketball is a huge sport for us globally. So mm-hmm. when we do these NBA LED deals, we're doing it for the world, not just for the US. And that's the same cricket. We've got people um, betting on cricket across the world. We've got people betting on soccer, esports. We've been big into esports. So that's how we've done it. So we've done it quite differently. So it means that our brand team can focus on one brand team can focus on getting all these sports. Because what we want to do is we want to follow the sports calendars. Mm -hmm. We don't want a business that's just reliant on the NFL. Because what happens when there isn't the NFL? What else are they doing? So we've got customers across the globe that we do. So we follow that with sports. And then the casinos, remember casinos are basically, it's it's all about a random number generator in a casino and it's being open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So by definition, a casino has the games in it, new games that you're doing. So sports is a similar, but you need all the sports events. right? And that's right. why we've gone. So that's why we can market at the scale. Like, you know, we'll do the NHL, the Stanley Cup and, and all the NBA, but we do that for the world audience as well, not just for the U.S. So the U.S. is a bonus. So what happens is when we then come into the U.S., is that, and we're coming in with Betway, they've already heard of us, they've already seen us, et cetera. And then we can slowly start doing, doing in-market marketing in those, in, in those countries. But we do that across the globe. So that's how we are slightly different, you know? Right. Uh, and I've noticed you've had, you know, NBA, NBA partnerships with, with, with the Sixers and I think the, mm-hmm. the Warriors maybe. Um, yeah. any, any plans for the NFL? I know as a personal NFL fan, I just have to ask <laughs> I'll, I'll, listen, the NFLs. I mean, John, you you can add in here, but you know, it's 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 really expensive. And the question is, we like to do effective campaigns because at the right. end of the day, is we can't just spend marketing money that's never going to return to 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 profitability. So we've taken slightly different approach. And John, I thought maybe you can add some stuff. Yeah, I think I think David, it, it's a really interesting question. And you know, from the time that we announced the deal in April until you know now we're in a kind of a next round of investor meetings as we start the transition from you know the the SPAC investors. Right. Really, what we think will be long-term investors for for Supergroup, so people who are either already invested in the European online gaming area or the U.S. online gaming. So, people are a little more, you know, sophisticated about the business, and I, I think the strategy that Neil lays out is 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 very different. Um, you know, we haven't uh, the, the the folks in the U.S. the U.S. investors, you know, have been sort of conditioned to think about the business through a lens, which is really about, you know, just gross revenue, right? And revenue growth. And, you know, the global scale in operations is a really difficult thing to put together, right? And these guys, these guys have it and they leverage it. And they're, they're really, you know, first time I met, we got off the call. I looked at Eric, I said, these guys are an operating machine. Mm -hmm. They are, they're, they're great, great operators. They've got deep experience. You know, they've been doing this for 20 years, not like two years or six months, right? They got 20 years of experience and a really, really deep bench, right? So the, the, the number of people who have been in the company and, and, you know, worked with Neil for 10, 15, 20 years is, is really considerable, which allows them to move people around. And, and you know, when they move people around, they, they bring all the expertise of the business generally, but they also know how to get things done, you know, within Supergroup. And then, you know, Neil's idea about, you know, which gets back to, you know, the the U.S. approach. You know, they grew up as a private company 
uh, and, and Neil likes to say, where you eat what you kill, right? And that's a very, look, I, I respect and admire that approach, right? That's really where, that's really what people should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they approach every market. So there have been a couple of times when we've looked at a deal, you know, for the U.S., and Neil has said, look, I can do a deal here that is really, really, you know, unprofitable. We're never going to make money on this deal. Or I can just go open Buenos Aires and we'll make a ton of money. Right. And then I'll come back because the guys who are doing this deal, you know, they're not going to be able to stay, stay in there long. So I think it's a very unique approach. I think more and more what we're hearing from the U.S. investors are that they appreciate it. Um, you know, people are looking at it saying, look, you are exactly where a lot of investors hope some of these big daily fantasy operators in the U.S. will get to mm-hmm. in four or five years. But you're there today. Got it. So the answer on the NFL is, you know, they're, they're going to take bets on the NFL. But look, honestly, I, I don't know that it makes sense to, to you know, when, when the penetration of online gaming and online sports betting in the U.S. is you know, it's not even 50% yet, right? Mm-hmm. Why, 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 why are you blowing all that marketing dollars on national advertising and, and, you know, really expensive sponsorships that, you know, some of these guys who are being rewarded by the U S capital markets for the deals, you know, they, they almost have to do those deals, right? Mm-hmm. What would happen to them if, if they didn't do a sponsorship deal when the NFL, you know, rolls and, it out? you know, also because I think we've got one and we've got one brand Betway. It's a very different approach. You know, it's like, think of Amazon and Uber. They're not called different names in different countries. They're right. called the same. So they've got a t- we've got a totally different marketing way that, that we can do it. So, so one thing I tell people is very importantly, that if you take Betway, we don't go spend all our Betway marketing budget just on brand marketing. No, no, that also would be crazy. Yeah. Imagine I took 90%. I said, we go do these deals. I can take all our budget and blow it on that. I'm saying, no, we'll take a good percentage of it and put it on the brand spend. Right. But then you've got all the other ones, the television, the PPC. This is a whole ecosystem you're dealing with. Right. And on the other side, we've got our casinos, which also have all their marketing allocations the way they do it. So so that's how you kind of have to see us. Right. And 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 this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Honestly, this is a marathon. You know, I tell people customer is one click away from going to your competitor at any point in their life cycle. So when, when a team like when, when a team like West Ham is outperforming as they are this season, yeah. that how, exactly. how much of a boon is that to the business? Yeah, it helps. That helps. It helps. But also, you know, we've been with West Ham long. I think we'll be the longest sponsor of a of a English Premiership. But there's a good example. You know, we've been with them even when they weren't doing well. I used to say, you know, if they got relegated, we had a problem, right? right. But it it wasn't about West Ham. It's about how many games they've seen, and that's when you'll see today we've got lots of LEDs and stuff in that market. We've got it in La Liga. We've got it in all the different in the German Bundesliga. But it's not just because of soccer. It's because we've got all the sports. Cricket's one, mm-hmm. you know. I mm-hmm. keep putting it on. on, on, on I know it's a podcast, but I've got a picture of Betway on the cricket just to say that we're a global business, you know, as opposed to just having the NBA on there or something like that, you know. So and I think- from our point of view. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, about the single brand. I mean, not only can they amortize whatever sponsorship they do around the globe, but they benefit from all the European deals that they do coming into the U.S. So, you know, think about, you know, the, the, the cultural moments, whether it's a, a U.S. fan who suddenly is, is uh, you know, able to follow the Premier League and sees that way all over the place or somebody who's watching Ted Lasso. Right. Like I, Apple's number one show and they see Betway prominently displayed at the, you know, in, inside that episode. And now a word from our sponsor, Boardroom Alpha. 
Boardroom Alpha's SPAC intelligent platform tracks every SPAC vehicle from pre-IPO all the way through to their de-SPAC merger. It is a one-stop shop data platform tracking each constituent across the entire SPAC lifecycle. Know the team and the sponsor behind each SPAC with full SPAC history, person and sponsor historical performance, as well as deal info. Track the market. We deliver daily aggregate discount premiums of SPACs, total issuance, trends and returns, biggest daily movers, and upcoming SPAC calendar. Get immediate and real-time access to investor materials, institutional holders, structures, redemptions, filings, and more. To learn more or register for a free trial, please visit www.boardroomalpha.com slash SPAC. So let's talk about the competition. Obviously, um, you know, the space has been on fire the last couple of years with, you know, increased regulation, sorry, decreased regulation um, and, and opening up of new markets. Um, and I, I probably know how you're going to answer this question, but, you know, as, as an investor with the DraftKings out there, the, the RSIs, the, the pens, um, you know, why, why you guys versus, you know, some of the incumbents, what, 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 what makes, what makes uh, Supergroup an attractive entry point as an investor today? All right. So first thing I'd say is that, again, this is, we've been had these competitors in all these markets. Mm-hmm. We compete with everyone all the time, right? And it's, again, is if you take the worldwide market, that's what this is all about. We today are in about 26 jurisdictions and growing. And if you add the U.S., if you add the U.S. states on top of that, we in so many more jurisdictions. We, we, we're getting our own tech stack that, that we own or control into all these markets. So, so we are global players. So we can compete in each of these markets with our team of over under 4,000 people with everyone. And it's about inch by inch growing these businesses, extra revenue. And it's not about we, we do not have to be the market leader. There right. is plenty of revenue in these markets. But if you offer a great service and you keep, you know, one thing you can bring customers in the front door. I tell this, this business is really simple. You bring customers in the front door and it costs you a certain amount of money. But if they're leaving straight out the back door as fast as you're bringing them in, then you're not going to make money. And right. it's all about the product and keeping them. And you know, we've had two decades of this. You know, we've, we've done casino for two decades. We've done sports for one decade. And not only that is the sports book we've helped build. That is part of us, you know, and for us, it's just the long game. It's about we're going in there and we literally get revenue by revenue per these. And in countries that aren't working, we have to understand why, what the product needs are, what we need to do there, right? And it's localizing the product in all these markets. Same way that all these big, these um, big um, online retailers, et cetera, you see have done and online brands. They've done it on a global scale. That's why they're worth so much money today. They they aren't just confined to one state or one country. They're global, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what gets these valuations. And that's what we are. And because we've done it differently, people haven't seen this approach before, right? They right. they used to lots of these businesses, our competitors being amalgamation of so many brands that you can't remember how many brands they actually own today. But that's been their approach. That's been a corporate finance approach. And I suppose doing um, you know, doing doing this back and then and helping me this on New York Stock Exchange gives us a currency that we can also go and do tuck-in acquisitions along the way to a whole a whole lot of stuff that before as a private business we just never did right and talk about the customers so you mentioned customer acquisition obviously um i think i noticed in, in your presentation that you've doubled more than doubled monthly active users yeah in, yeah. in 2021 so, yeah. so, so, what, so like what, what drove that growth yeah well, that drove that growth again is is as you f- find what I say. You know, you you are effectively opening up minds in all these countries, right? All these markets, and then when you find 
find a good thread of customers who and and the marketing's working it means the branding's working the in country marketing it all turbocharges your growth so it's global marketing but localized targeting and that's what happens so you know the monthly active users i think in march were 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 over 2.5 million it's even more now right even our daily users have gone way up right that's how we do it and it's about them coming back there's no point if your daily users are dropping you've got a problem it means yeah. That something's wrong in your software, something's wrong in your funnel. But you know, when you look at this business, it's 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 global at the top, but underneath, it's all about what's happening. What I say in the weeds of each of these markets, and it's fixing those little things. And as you fix payment processing, um, player journeys, what they like to see. You know, if you, for example, are a casino player and you like slots, and we keep offering you promotions on blackjack, that's a problem. Or mm. or we must give you the right. And sports is the same thing. But if you have to do that across your entire database and you and that's where the tech and that's where our business because we built from the bottom up it's all about tech it's all about this return on investment nothing's changed it's just that we're much bigger so the systems are all in place and we got to keep honing them in and maybe that's from my accounting background that I say at the end of the day is you know you can have ggr but ggr is just vanity you got to take off I, mean, I can be giving away so much bonus money that I got no net win that's that's not a business and i think that because we come from that world where where you have to make a return to reinvest or pay dividends that's what that's that's the culture of us you know right right and well cuz it's interesting you bring that up because you know at least as a consumer of of some of these products you're just seeing every day a new you know wild promotion $500 free bet no risk we'll pay you back and it just yeah. seems like a crazy competitive race almost to the bottom just to to get that customer it can't last platform. it can't last it can't, indefinitely right? it can't last yeah. you know you 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 create a promo abusing customer base which is the worst thing you want right and then also you know it's fine to give bonus money but unfortunately if you give too much bonus money you start changing the odds right for for the house that's effectively what happens you know so you know so listen we've been there we've done that and again you know we've seen markets where this happens it it can happen for a period but it can't happen forever right it right. just right. literally cannot it's it's just it's just not and so therefore we're saying yes that's a market if that's what they want to do great we here we've got our global brand so what does it really cost us to be in in some of these US states it doesn't cost that much so okay we wait and 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 we can then see if we are getting returns and then we deploy our our capital into the, the marketing dollars into those markets but right. we got the whole world to look at and i right. think that's the difference well, well let's let's get you in new york um yeah <laughs> let's uh let's shift to the deal for a second yeah. um 450 million in trust and notice no pipe in, in this financing what, what's your plan for the cash raised in in, in the transaction well, there was, there, you know, as you said, there, there was uh, $450 million in the trust. Um, there, there was no pipe because, frankly, we, we really didn't need it. Um, you know, Supergroup is a, is a cash machine. Um, they were coming to the deal with, you know, $200 million cash on the balance sheet, and they have more, uh, you know, because the deal's closing a little later than we anticipated as we go through, you know, full-year audits and we go through the SEC. We filed now. Our, our comments with the SEC last week. So hopefully we're getting to the end of that process. Um, as we look at a close, you know, hopefully by the end of December, if not, you know, with the holidays, it could slide into, you know, early January. So some plans are still for a, a an end of year close yeah, at, at 
you know, ideal base case, but might slip into January. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all based on the SEC and the backlog that that, that they've had. But effectively, yeah. Yeah. as John was saying, we 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 are coming with over three hundred million of cash, and then existing and then, on the, existing on balance sheet. Yeah, existing on balance sheet, and it'll be a bit more now because we it's taking longer to close. So you know, we've we, we've we've January we've got definitely. some latitude there, and then it means that so 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 we didn't need a pipe. It's just, we, right. it's just, you know, we're a profitable business and yes, we've used the SPAC, but I think the SPAC for us was really important because there was a lot of work we had to do transitioning from a, a private company to a public. And that's why the partnership with, with SCAH and with John and Eric is so important, right? So we're, mm-hmm. we, we're able to, to show people who we are, what this business is, and you never would have done that if it was an IPO. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 they listen. Been hard taskmasters. These two have been killing us every day for the last twelve months or fifteen months. But you know, it's taken a long journey to um to um get here. So mm-hmm. for us, it's just wait for the SEC, get more comments out, and then hopefully we we can despect as soon right. as possible. Um, and, and I have to ask, just given, I mean, as we currently are recording this, the the, the stock prices, you know, would point to low redemptions, but the trend in SPACs has been elevated redemptions relative to you know maybe a year ago any plans for additional financing or redemption back yeah well we've got i mean eric and john have and worked on lots of different plans and stuff and you know so fast also the business doesn't need the money we're not right. raising money for the business you know they're just some some um, some smaller shelters are exiting a portion of 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 their portfolio but that's it really right mm-hmm. and the two larger share shareholders in the supergroup aren't aren't selling anything so we've got lots of mechanisms that um, we we can use you know so so the the, the shareholders that are that are that are cashing out are not the largest shareholders no you? no no not at all no, the two largest shareholders believe the business is just beginning right um so obviously, you mentioned Tuck and M and A. Could you yourselves be a potential acquisition Absolutely. target? You know, you know, we've been telling people. I've been telling all our country managers for so long, right? Is that you know we have to be in play in the market to have any chance of success. The truth was, the business has never been in play as itself because no one ever knew about us. Which is you know, so everything. But you know, we'll always do what's good for the business and makes commercial sense. Same way as going into markets and just spending money, never making a return. Ultimately, that can't be a long-term business plan, right? But for us, is anything, you know, we 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 are, we know where we're headed. We've got a great business and it's just about whatever comes along, we will assess it mm-hmm. on a deal-by-deal basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are very popular uh, in social media in, in, in the in the FinTwit world, as they say. Have you noticed that? A and, and, no, no, what, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> and what what do you think attributes uh, your your popularity to to that crowd? Look, I think it's a hot, it's a very hot sector, yeah. um, and so you know I think a lot of people, the retail guys have 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 taken to the supergroup because I think they found it. You know, they feel like they found a diamond in the rough that the story is only just being told, and so they're at the front end of that. And uh, you know, I, I I think everything about the deal is attractive. You know, the valuation is real. It's, it's, it, Supergroup's a real company. It's not easy to, to build the kind of global scale that, that Neil has and the team has. And they're already profitable. And, mm-hmm. and there is a real focus on operating the business profitably, which, you know, is, is a story that we've been telling now since, since April. Um, and maybe, you know, the long DSPAC process uh, has allowed us to get that story out to more and more people. And so they're beginning to really recognize the company. By the way, Eric has become a bit of a social media. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> he's, broke, he's broken from the traditional yeah. 
got yeah. out of his shell there a little bit. Yeah. He likes it a little bit. Hey, I think, I think, and you see it across industry. It's interesting. We spoke to um, um, a, a, a proxy advisor a few weeks ago about this. And, you know, just honestly, it's the, the way the world is shifting, you know, it makes sense, you know, for, for multiple reasons to embrace social media and, and the retail crowd and, and, you know, having more visibility with shareholders, you know, I think it just makes sense. And it's almost, you know, a, a, a hindrance if you don't sort of embrace that world. And so even as you transition to a public company, um, you know, why not have more visibility and transparency with, you know, a whole group of individuals that, you know, that could be additive to, to your shareholder base, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. just another marketing avenue for, for the super group. You know, we in marketing in our brands, we just now have to also market the super group. Right, right. Uh, so you're going to let the Warren holders hang on or, or, or will we see a cashless redemption? <laughs> let's see how it goes. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Exactly. You know, we think we're in good shape. We, right. we love our shareholder base. Yeah. yeah. And then also importantly for us, I think I think we haven't mentioned is that, I mean, Eric and John are joining our board. Eric mm-hmm. as, as chairman and um, John as, as, as the director on our board. So that's great, you know, and that shows the long-term term commitment that we've got like literally mm-hmm. when we met them it was like one and one are making three or four here and mm-hmm. that's what this is about you know mm-hmm. and this is a journey and you know this is as again this is a long journey for this business and effectively you know everyone's now hearing more about it so so we as our brands are out there we 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 keep increasing revenue and 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 working to do that profitably and then we've got a business that's in play itself and can do and can can do lots of deals either way you know, so, right. so for us, I think it's very exciting. But, you know, it's hard work, but exciting. And, and so obviously there's a lot of alignment between Eric um, and John and, and your team. Um, so that makes that makes a lot of sense to me, at least in some of the other SPAC transactions you see. It's kind of a random, you know, amalgamation of, of people that yeah. don't necessarily mix. Uh, but in terms of that process, you know, um, were you actively seeking out SPACs? Did you talk to multiple people? Or was this kind of a, you know... No, again, we had this advisor who looked at it and he said, you know what, it might be an out an outward chance, but listen, just meet these guys. I know them, you should meet them. And we weren't looking at it. But then with all the stuff, you know, bringing Supergroup out from under the covers, effectively what I thought it was, and showing, showing the world who it is, is it made sense with Eric and John. And the spec proved, proved to be a perfect vehicle. And, you know, if we had tried to do an IPO, we still would have to find people like Eric and John. I don't know where we would have found them. It would have taken much longer. And if you don't have taskmasters pushing for an end goal, you know, the shells are asked too much effort. I don't feel like doing the IPO now. Why do you want an IPO now? Yeah. But this actually helped us supercharge all of that. But at the same time, allowed us to come out in April and say, this is who the supergroup is. This is who we are. And all of a sudden, the regulators and some market access deals that DGC was doing and other partner deals and other in, in all over the world, all of a sudden, we we're able to close them because mm-hmm. you could see the scale. Like before, there was nowhere where if I came to a meeting, nowhere I could tell you, oh, I've got this business that's, that's going to make $350 million of profit. Well, where do I see your accounts? Well, sorry, they're private. Well, where do I see them? You know, it's... And that's where, you know, people that say it's not possible. It's just not possible. That's so, so that's, I think, where, where, where it all made sense. And that's where I said one and one literally made four, four here, you know, and that's what we're about. Right. Uh, no, thank, thanks for that. Just a couple more here before we wrap up. Um, you mentioned your, your, your tech and, and your data capabilities a little bit earlier. Um, is that mostly proprietary technology or are you working with, with yeah. so, well? so some we own and, and some we have third party, but, but, the, but the major third party we have, uh, f- effectively, we have exclusive on the sports book. 
mm-hmm. and and on a player acquisition management, we we are the largest by far, and they might have one other smaller client. So ultimately, we control or own the tech stack from beginning to end. So, like example, in in Africa, we own the tech stack from beginning to end. But for us, it's owning or controlling is key. We can't be in the waiting list for features because other customers are getting. And also, when we make a feature, it must come to us or no one else. So that's what what this is about. We've always been about the tech stack. That's how we built this business. You know, we haven't built it by 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 buying lots of other businesses. We built it by by all the all, all the businesses that make up the supergroup were 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 came together. But it was about taking the tech and making the customer lifetime values more and more and more. And right. and, and and that's how we built it. And that's what the core and the essence of this business is. Uh, biggest risk. Uh, or obstacles standing in in the way of uh, of your growth initiatives. Listen, the biggest risk is always regulation. It's how they regulate. Do they allow casino? Don't they allow casino? And and then it's learning how to operate in those markets. But so so over time. But again, because we not have to be the market leader, there's lots of revenue everywhere. So the question is, where do you find these nuggets? How do you do it? And we poised in all these markets which we can compete in. And again, it's how quickly you can get the tech into those markets. Because you remember, the tech's also not only the tech about the PAM and, and the sports book and, and the features there. It's the tech on your marketing techniques, how embedded your marketing is into the tech. And as we try and so, so risks are, yes, it's just how do some governments regulate over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. So uh, that's all. And lastly, the topic uh, of the day, metaverse. Metaverse esports. Have, how are you guys? Any plans to uh, to jump in uh, in that no, one? Listen, we've, listen, we've taken esports. You know, we've been sponsoring esports teams for years and years before. They were even big. So listen, we always are looking at these things. Our marketing teams are looking at them, and we always open for 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 all looking at what the new opportunities are. So we're doing lots lots of stuff in esports going forward. Lots of innovations coming, and that's what we do, right? That's right. part of our business. You know, we 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 are not bricks and mortar where we stand still. We have to keep innovating. This is a tech business, and and the product is online gaming and sports betting. So you know, so everything has to keep moving, which makes it exciting. You know, right, right. Uh, no time for rest, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep going, keep keep, keep expanding. Yeah. Hey, hey, Neil and John, I really really appreciate you taking the time today. Any any final words of wisdom uh, to to the listeners out there? S-E-A-H, coming, uh, coming to you. Um, and uh, look, you know, Neil talked about um, telling the story. I know, you know, just like a little inside baseball, when, when we came back after that first Zoom call with, with Neil and Richard and, and their advisor, Daniel Burns, you know, we came back to our advisors, some of the biggest banks here in the U.S., and, and we told them all about this business, and they kind of looked at us and they said, who? Like, no chance. There's no way that anybody like this is out there. Turned out, you know, they were wrong. Supergroup is is everything that, uh, you know, Neil has said they are. Um, and, you know, it's a great company. It's it's here in the U.S. There's going to be tons of opportunity. There's there's no debt at all in the business. And, you know, they've got global scale and they're profitable. So I think, the, you know, it's, it's really blue skies in terms of uh, the opportunity for the company. And from our point of view, it's, it's inch by inch. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, we've built it here and there's a long way to go. And, you know, we're very excited. And, you know, we, you know, this is the next endeavor to, to, 
to take the business even more global in more markets and and get going. So for us, this is you know this is just the beginning. That's great, uh, and thanks again. You know, as a sports fan, uh, I'll obviously have my eye on on, on you guys. So it'll be exciting to see uh, the, the the progress you make um, and as you grow, especially here in the U.S. Uh, go West Ham and uh, yeah. SCAH. Keep an eye out, everyone. Uh, super exciting stuff happening, and uh, you know, again, really, really appreciate you taking the time today to to tell the story. Thank so you, thanks Dave. again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.